Hello everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And welcome to It Takes Two, a podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. Yes, and this week's episode, which is our Halloween episode, was Critters and Gremlins. Yes, so happy Halloween, happy birthday to our cat, whose birthday is Halloween, and happy birthday to my little brother, whose birthday should be the day this is going out, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, cr- the reason you picked Critters was because you had it on DVD. Yes, it was uh, between Critters and Ghoulies, which are both very similar movies to Gremlins, because uh, obviously we wanted to do Gremlins. Yeah, um, and even though it's technically a Christmas movie. It was released in June. That's even more confusing. Yes. So it's a it's a Halloween-y movie set at Christmas, but was released in June. It was released in June because the studio realized they didn't have a movie to compete with one of the Indiana Jones movies that was coming out, which everyone came out that year. That's ironic, and that will come up later. Oh, will it? Oh, yes. that's fun. Um, but yeah, so they, so they realized they didn't have a summer blockbuster to come out, so then they push forward on the production of Gremlins. But the reason, obviously, it's or one of the reasons it's it's been so popular over the years is that it is set at Christmas and can be played on TV at Christmas every year. Yeah, which is like one of those things I remember from a kid. Being, well, from a kid. Being a child. <laughs> yes, being a, an actual child. A child's told me about Christmas yeah. once. Um, so, very different beginnings. Very different beginnings. Yes. Uh, Critters is... They're aliens. Yes. And they're on a prison asteroid, which I found confusing, because mm-hmm. that's just why would you build on a prison on an asteroid and not like a moon? Yeah. Because asteroids tend to be, well, they can be locked in an orbit, but it's that's a weird place anyway. Yeah, so they're in space prison, uh, there's like a space station, it's what opens with like this communication from space station or whatever yeah, about prison. The prison, and then um, there's an explosion and stuff, and the, the krites, as they're called, yeah. um, get out, and they become like space pirates, because they steal a ship, and then they send shape-shifting bounty hunters after them. Yeah. Um, there's also mention the fact that they killed some of them to save on food. Right, yeah. Which, that's a really bad prison system. Yes. Um, I mean, everything about it is bad. What I found really interesting <laughs> is that later on, I mean, like, when you have the actual crites on Earth, they seem real stupid and only, oh only like, food-focused. So it's surprising to me that, A, they were in prison in the first place, and, B, that they were able to break out and steal a spaceship. And, and pilot it, and they end up destroying, like, uh, anti-ship batteries, like, anti-air batteries. Yeah, so, that, I mean... Watching the two movies, the gremlins seem like the more intelligent creature, like, from watching them. Yeah. Um, but the critters, I guess, are supposed to be intelligent. They just don't show it. Yeah, at all. Right. Except for the weird hand piloting yeah. controls, and that's about it. So it's um, a bit strange. The other opening, which is, of course, gremlins, mm-hmm. um, starts off from the perspective of the father telling a story. Yeah, it's really weird, because I, I mean, I know I've seen Gremlins a whole of times, but I've never really thought about that. The father's not even there for most of the movie. He doesn't yeah. see it happening. So it's him, like, narrating a story that he didn't even witness, and he's like, all started when I went to the Chinatown. Yeah, which there's the note that I made in there is short round and diabetes Jones, because he does look he's dressed sort of Indiana Jones esque. 
The father? Yeah. Okay. He's wearing a hat and the and he's just following a kid wearing a baseball cap around yeah. like Chinatown. And I just thought, yeah, it's like short round and Indiana Jones who's got diabetes. That's my thoughts. What I, that was just the I thought mean, that I wrote down. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's an unjust description of people with diabetes. True. Yeah. But, um, I, I agree. But fair enough, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, that whole thing is weird because the, he, the kid is bringing him to his grandfather's like shop of curiosities, but then he finds the Mogwai there and he's like, I want to buy this. And the, grand, the grandfather keeps saying it's not for sale. And then the kid just like, steals his grandfather's demon pet and sells yeah. it to the guy behind the shop. Real dodgy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird... It's a weird way to start the story. Yeah. Also, one of the notes I made quite early on was that the kid in the movie is a teenager and he already has a dog, so why does he need a pet for Christmas? I think it's just a really... I think the story being from the father's perspective as he probably doesn't actually know the age of his son because he doesn't ever seem to be home. Yeah, He's I like a so. travelling salesman who does his own inventions, which yeah. is never... And they seem to be quite well off. Yeah, I don't know it's, where they get the money from. Yeah, it's such a... I don't know. It's movies like this that when you start analysing them, you're just like, how... Like, um, my perfect example, another great Christmas movie. There is a point to this tangent. No, it's not Die Hard. Um, in Home Alone, what does the dad do? Oh, he's clearly a, like a criminal. It has to be. Yeah, yeah, he's like uh, he, 100%. Because he's a there's no way they live in that house with that many kids and being able to afford to take all of their relatives. And I'm On talking holidays. all of them. Yeah. It's just it's such a bizarre premise. And yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, he's 100% over. a criminal. Tangent over. Um, so, yes, the critters land on Earth. I just realised I wrote gritters down no, um, the gritters. in my note. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting because it, the opening of Critters cuts from these, like, space pirate scenes to, like, a real stereotypical ranch with all this wholesome music and family having breakfast together. And there stuff. is a note I've got here, which is the aliens escape to Earth and, of course, they land in small-town America. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah. Um, the bounty hunters they send after them yes. from the prison look like the ravagers from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. They're wearing bit, yeah. red leather. Yeah. Um, and then they, they, one of them takes the form of like an 80s hairband guy. So they watch the whole, they watch the whole of Earth's history through TV, including like obviously, t you know, fictional stuff. So they don't know what's real, what's not. So they watch all this shit on a TV, like, they fast-forward through the whole of Earth and then they land on this music video which plays about a dozen times throughout the, the thing, this this song the, that's made up for this movie and the guy takes on, he shapeshifts into the appearance of Johnny Steele, the uh, fictional guy who sings the song. Who's clearly a household name because everyone recognises it and they're very confused. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, I loved, I do love that moment because the other, so there's two bounty hunters and the other one switches between people in the town. Um as his like face and there's a moment where the kid is where someone says to the kid like who did you bring and he goes like oh i can't remember the guy's name but like this guy and or jimmy and johnny Steele or whatever you're just like charlie what? charlie yeah, yeah charlie and johnny Steele, and it's like what <laughs> you brought johnny Steele to help yeah it's, a, it's an interesting um sort of setup because the daughter doesn't look like the father or the mother so i guess she was just picked as the 
her acting rather than lookalikes to the characters. Mm-hmm. None of them seem to be the main character except the small child, who I don't even remember writing down his name um, because it felt irrelevant. Because you, this is the thing about this movie, Critters in general, is you don't seem to care. I didn't care. There was nothing in them they put in the movie yeah. that made you give a shit about the characters. Well, I would say um, as much as it's marketed as like their answer to Gremlins, I felt like, um, and this will come up uh, quite a bit, um, I felt like it was much more heavily influenced by E.T. I think yeah. they were trying to make their own E.T., yeah. which meant they wanted the boy to be Elliot, but yeah. he's not half as talented, yeah, charismatic or interesting yeah. or, you know well written I thought there was going to be a big boy who cried wolf thing because at the beginning he just keeps lying about stuff yeah which uh, he actually again going back to E.T. they steal a scene from E.T. right at the beginning where he like heats up the thermometer to yeah make it look like he's sick but it's funny because his mom is the mom from E.T. and in E.T. she falls for the trick and in Critters she's like yeah right yeah because he has a temperature of 106 and that's like call an ambulance and put it in an ice bath like you're going to die yeah and he's like he comes down from his room and sits down at breakfast and is looking real sad with his thermometer sticking out of his mouth waiting for someone to look at it and then mom's like 106 really yeah Um, the practical effects in both movies look fantastic Mm. because they were done practically yeah Um, I think so in the face changing scene with the not ravages uh, the bounty hunters. Um, I think it was sort of wax that they probably heard, like yeah, heat lamps. It was really interesting. I think it was quite gruesome, which yeah. surprised me. Because um, you go through the full stages. They start off with these like neon green, like mannequin faces. Yeah, and it melts down so there's just a skull, and then it builds up builds the blood up and again. the skin and the yeah, you know. It was really well done. Yeah, it was really cool, and it was clearly like a kind of stop motion thing yeah but it was um the main bounty hunter the the uh what was his name something steel johnny steel johnny steel looks like if tim curry was younger and got into hair metal yeah a little bit yeah Yeah. um so yeah so with the if you haven't seen green ones i don't understand how um the main protagonist other than the gremlins is uh miss deagle who oh, seems antagonist. To, antagonist. What did I say? Protagonist. Miss Deagle is the main character. Yeah, yeah, the other main character. Um, she owns half the town? It's yeah. very confusing. It's very... Um, I felt like she's a call-out to Mr. Room. Potter. No, I thought Mr. Potter in It's a Wonderful Life is where I was thinking. Whereas the whole thing about you know the, the banker being the, the villain and people owe money to her and that, you know... Um, and it ruins Christmas because bankers ruin Christmas. I just thought she was just Ebenezer Scrooge. Okay. I mean, I think they wanted it to be Mr. Potter because they also show It's a Wonderful Life on TV in the True. movie. So I think they were trying to be like, look, did you get it? Did you get what we're doing? Mm, I didn't. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but probably, honestly, Potter might have been an homage to Mr. Scrooge in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is that, t- you know, tales all of his time bankers ruin Christmas for everyone kind of situation. Because it has a starting point of her going to the bank where the main character, I can't remember the name of. And uh, Billy? Billy? Maybe? Um, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just like, maybe, maybe that's Yeah, I'm correct. pretty sure that's that Billy. That sounds correct. <laughs> um, 
So he's late for work because his foreign car won't start and his next door neighbor's giving him grief because he should have bought American because it was in that era where everything else that wasn't American was bad. Um, and she pushes in line at the bank because he's a bank teller. He's got a dog underneath the, the bench. Mm-hmm. And she just starts telling him in public how she wants to torture and murder his dog. Yeah. And people are around her just agreeing. Yeah, I mean, it was like, before she even walks in, she gets stopped by someone who's like, please, we can't leave oh, the Oh, yeah, we're starving. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she's like, no. So she's set up as a villain before she even gets in to speak to him. That, that whole sequence of, um, my, I want to make, I'm like the bank, I want to make money. Mm-hmm. And then the mum and the two kids walk away, and the kid turns to the mum and says, mum, I'm, I'm hungry. And yeah. she's like, so am I, baby, so am I. And I was like... Holy crap! Yeah. Like this was when America was like booming too. Like yeah. that's dark as hell. Yeah, yeah. For a PG thirteen. The first ever PG thirteen. Yeah. It's the they. That's why they created the rating was for Gremlins. Because there's some dark stuff in this. Yeah, movie. but it was not not quite violent enough to be like R rated or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they didn't want to rate it as PG, so the the studio argued that there should be a rating between the two. So, back in Gremlins, um, the dad's always drinking out of a jar. Did you notice that? Like, every single drink he's having, he's drinking it out of a jar. No, I didn't even notice well, that. Well, I did. Um, <laughs> it just seems... Yeah, the whole family seems really odd. The boy is making pipe bombs and explosives. Oh, sorry, this is Critters. You, yes. you said Gremlins. Oh, my God. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be one of those episodes. I can yeah. smell it. I can smell it already. Um, yeah, yeah so, the kid is just making bombs out of like fireworks that they have lying around. But he also has he's taking apart shotgun shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid is like everybody um, in that. It's a, oh, the whole the whole everybody in critters. Mm-hmm. Every single character is a stereotype on eleven. Okay. You've got Charlie, who's their like indentured sort of assistant at the farm who's, who's also a, an alcoholic and a conspiracy theorist and believes in aliens but he was also really gifted and had like a fallen career in front of him and then he just like started believing in aliens and he could hear them with his fillings and his just life goes down the toilet yeah when they go to the um police station to tell them what's happened the police don't believe them because they're like oh f- that happens in both True. That do, that is one of the things that happens with both is that the police don't believe the story. What I thought was interesting was the police and critters are totally incompetent. Yeah. The police and gremlins, um, start like trying to figure out what's happening, and they're literally in their car, and a guy is like being attacked by gremlins, and they roll up their window and drive away from him. Yeah, these movies don't <laughs> exist or work without police being rubbish. Yeah. And it sort of seems to be a theme of movies where it's like, oh, well, no one's coming to help us. We've got to help ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that. So they have the daughter, who doesn't look like anybody else. Um, you keep saying that. I don't look like my family, so it happens. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> she invites her boyfriend over, which was Billy Zane. Steve. Yeah. Billy Zane. This is the only people whose names I remember in that movie. So, yeah. Uh, and... They have dinner, he gets told off and has to go to his room where he's making pipe bombs, and they go into the hayloft to make out. Yeah, and they make out for a very long time, because so much stuff happens and you're like, where are they? And it cuts back to them still making it. And then you get the 
the cop who's actually good at his job, who's driving around, and I'm assuming is obsessed with the call operator, because they've like he has cute names for her, and she's just like, "What do you want?" Yeah. Um, he's terrible because then he gets eaten. Yeah. By the critters. He's one of the only deaths that we. I think him and Steve are the only deaths we see. Yeah. In, in critters. And Is that right? Yeah, I think so. He's just left, and everyone's just like, "Where is he? Oh, well, we haven't seen him in hours." Oh, okay. It's like there's yeah. a police officer missing. Like, do something about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Gremlins as as like a a ramp is real slow, and the tension builds mm. so incredibly strongly that the reveal that when you feed them after midnight, yeah, they turn into these horrible monsters. Yeah. Well, it's, it's such a higher payoff. Yeah, that, that's interesting that they have like a set of rules. Yeah. So it's like it's really set up like a horror movie, even though it is kind of comedy, kind of family movie. You know, it's a mix of everything, but they that's very set up like a horror movie. Like these are the rules to obey. Yeah. If you don't obey them, things will go wrong. Um. I will have to say one controversial thing right here. Yep. You don't like Gremlins. No. Is that it? No. Oh. What? Why would that be it? I don't know. I have it on deep. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Mogwai would foot solve all food crises. I mean, that depends on whether they're actually if you just good fit. to eat. Because they could be poisonous to humans. Right? True. But you wouldn't know without trying. That's true. I don't think I would want to try. I know. But again, I'm vegan, so yeah. I would. And I'm vegetarian, so yes. But I'm saying... <laughs> That they don't need to eat after... Well, you can't feed them after midnight. They've come out fully growing with just a drop of water. Yeah. This is an interesting sequence when they show that first. Yeah. Uh, I looked at how they did that practical effects-wise, and it's um, they made little balloons with the fur over it, and then they sense. just pumped up the balloon. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying that, you know, you could factory farm Mogwai and solve... That's horrible. Sounds like you have poplars in Futurama. Yeah. Um. Uh, See, this is the thing, because, like, the crates in... This is critters. Critters um, come off as being able to fly a spaceship and plot four-dimensional routes through interstellar travel and operate... You know, and you know, defenses on a spaceship yeah. that they don't know. And then when they land on Earth, they're driven entirely by hunger and get distracted by chickens. Yeah. Um, versus the Mogwai, the Gremlins race, who can talk, borderline. Um, it's very awkward keeping them as pets because they do seem way more intelligent than just like a cat. Yeah, they're super intelligent. I'm trying to think, because I made a note of, like, how intelligent they are. Um, oh, yeah, so it was, you know, they cut the wire to the clock so that the guy won't, so Billy won't yeah. know it's after midnight so they can be fed. Um, they, Stripe jumps in the pool because he knows that then he'll yeah. multiply. They mess with the traffic lights, the wire in the traffic lights, so that the cars will drive through and cause chaos. Yeah. Um, Stripe can read at one point, and he reads something out yeah. loud. Um they can rig a projector to play a movie. Yeah. They do so much it's, stuff. It's so bizarre how just, intelligent they are. They're incredibly intelligent. Obviously, Gizmo is very intelligent as well. He's just good. Which apparently was not in the original script. Um, Gizmo and Stripe, and Stripe were the same character hmm. in the original script. But um, Steven Spielberg, who was a producer on it, said, we need one of them 
to be good so people can relate to that creature. Yeah. Um, and he also pushed for Gizmo to be the one to defeat Stripe rather than Billy at the end. It's also interesting that the old Chinese man just keeps him in a box. Yeah, so Mogwai is uh, Cantonese for demon or devil. Yeah. So that's so it's like a yeah, they demon are, creature. Yeah, they're a mystical creature. But at the end of the movie, when he comes to their house and tells them that you know they stole it and that they didn't listen and blah blah blah, um, when he walks in, what what Gizmo says to him is he calls him father in Cantonese. Yeah. Which is cute. It's also creepy. Yeah, I mean it's creepy that that you know they're keeping this thing as like a pet but he and treating him really badly as a yeah. pet but like he, there he is speaking fluent Cantonese yeah basically majority of the people in both of these movies are just garbage um which is sad when you look at it critically like I love Gremlins like yeah. it's a fantastic movie but the people in it are so terrible yeah. yeah and I definitely I don't know where it is but I definitely wrote a note at one point where I was like no one in this movie should be allowed to ever own a pet yeah. Like, I feel bad for their dog, if, based on the way... I mean, they were, like, throwing a blanket over Gizmo, not realizing he was there, and then spilling water, and being like, it's fine, feeding them, not thinking about it. Yeah. Then bringing one of the Mogwai to the science lab, where they'd start, like, dropping water on intentionally, when they saw how much it hurt Gizmo. There is, there is a mention, because um, I think he's the only black character in the entire movie. I do like the, the fact that the he's a scientist. Teacher. Apparently, so this is like, I'm going to go into this now. Okay. Um, I was going to leave this as my, my notes at the end. Most of the IMDb trivia for Gremlins is about how much more gruesome the original script was um, <laughs> and how they had to keep cutting back. One of the things was the that guy, the Mr. Hansen, the science teacher, um, originally his death was supposed to be with dozens of hypodermic needles stuck in his face. Wow. Um... And then Steven Spielberg again was like, can we reshoot that and uh, just put one needle in his butt? Yeah. Um, it's a little bit better for child audiences. So they had filmed it. So they had filmed it with him with like 20 or something wow. needles stuck in its face. The uh, Back on the farm. Back on the farm. Back on the farm. Um, so there's, yeah, the cop gets killed. There's lots of low shots of creeping, which I appreciate. Lots of uh, POV shots of the yeah. creeps, so you don't see them for a long time. You're just seeing what they see. For yeah. quite a long time, you're only seeing their point of view, not seeing them. Yeah. Um, so you go through all the stuff in the town, and obviously, uh, and then they're still doing it in the hayloft. Yeah. And then they attack, and Billy Zane gets mauled to death. Yeah, yeah, he gets his, like, stomach ripped out or something. And then the kid turns up to save them and throws a firecracker, and one of the critters just eats it and, then, and explodes. And then the, the fuse stays lit inside his stomach and yeah. then explodes, you know, like Well, depend, yeah. Mm, you can throw fireworks underwater and they still work, depending on the fuses. Okay. Um... But yeah, they go from being really smart to really stupid really quickly just yeah. because of the plot. Also, the bounty hunters are so stupid because they're like, yeah. they, they shapeshift to look like humans so they can blend in on Earth, right? And then they land and immediately march into the first building they see and start going, where are the crites? And then one of them shapeshifts in front of all the people into one of the people in that room and then they leave. And then they do the same thing somewhere else. They just like start th throwing people around and stuff and then shapeshift again. 
And they're driving a stolen police car. Yeah, and they also all the buildings seem to be just made of paper because yeah. they like crash into the front of a building and the whole like roof topples down or something. It's just like made of like literally not even cardboard. Like and it paper. must be so light enough because then they just drive the car away as well. Yeah, yeah. So they go to the bar. Charlie's there. Uh, shapeshifts into Charlie. They're driving along. Then the kid runs into them. Yeah. So the, so the critters at this point are at the farmhouse and are like. The family accidentally locked themselves out of the farmhouse like idiots and then the kid has to like sneak back in to let them back in and yeah. they're hiding and the child is like, I'll go get help and he goes to get his bike but one of the critters is eating his bike or something so he leaves on foot um, and then he finds a police car which has been stolen by these two bounty hunters so he gets in the back of the police car and it's instead of either the police in the set town that only has two police officers so he knows three. the police officers. Three is there Yeah. Oh, maybe I thought the... it was only the day shift and the night shift guy. Oh, yeah, because it's the... I'm thinking of the... Receptionist. Receptionist, lady. yeah. yeah. Um, or whatever her position is, control yeah. operator. Um, yeah, so there's two police officers, so this kid will definitely know the two police officers in town. So he gets in the back of the car, and in the car is Charlie, his dad's assistant and alcoholic friend. And... Who hangs out with him and lets him set off fireworks. Yeah, and Johnny Steele... Who is like a, a superstar? Yeah, name. Um, so he gets in the back of the car and he's just like, "Go, go, go!" And he's like, "My house, something, something." And he doesn't have to say a single complete sentence. And he's like, "Why aren't you driving? Go!" And then he's like, "Wait, Charlie, what are you doing?" <laughs> but like, he doesn't even tell them what's happening or yeah. where to go or why he's gotten in the car. He just jumps in and is like, "So I've been baffling to me because I was like." What was his plan? Run and get help, but don't tell them that you need help or why you need help? That's really strange. Yeah, so the other dark stuff that happens in Gremlins is one of my favourite moments of all sort of cinema that's aimed at a younger audience. Mm -hmm. Where Billy's girlfriend, in brackets because it's never actually said... Oh yeah, this this scene. talks about her father. Why she hates Christmas? Yeah. And Billy's like, "Why do you hate Christmas?" And her father got trapped in the chimney, and died, and that's why she hates Christmas. Yeah. And it's never mentioned it's, ever again. It's so dark. It's that like, her father. They were waiting for her father to come home on Christmas Eve, and he didn't. And then. The, you know, the next day he wasn't home and they were getting police to look for him and there was no sign of him anywhere. And then a few days later they started to notice the smell. So they got the fireman in to break the chimney because they thought a bird had died in there and it was her father dressed as Santa, Santa Claus had had been decided to surprise them by climbing down the chimney and then slipped and broke his neck and yeah. he stuck in the chimney dead for days. It's horrific. Yeah. And they just mention this casually and then like go back to the gremlin fighting. Yeah, mid-apocalypse mid of the gremlins attacking the small town. Yeah, because she's like, now I have another reason to hate Christmas. Yeah. And it's like, dear God, I hope she gets some therapy later in her life because she needs it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, um, it's a pretty dark sequence. Yeah. The Billy as a... Uh, just, he needed better acting directing because... Every time he comes to react where it has a close-up of his face of something happening, he just widens his eyes slightly. Oh, yeah. And it annoyed me because if you saw, yeah, creatures attacking stuff, you'd be a little bit more, like... Shocked. Shocked than just being, like, 
Well, I mean, eyes are slightly wider. It's happening because he was grossly negligent. Yeah. So yeah. he's less surprised than everyone else. <laughs> he's less surprised. Because he calls it. Because um, he was grossly negligent. Oh, that's the other thing. At that end of that, that sequence, Billy looks bored and Gizmo's like, Aw, your dad died. Yeah. Gizmo, Gizmo has more emotional intelligence than any other character in that yeah, movie. Yeah, 100%. Um, one of the things I liked... Uh, that was a difference in either two movie is um, the mom's reaction because oh yeah she just goes full ham yeah so in Critters the mom just like is wailing and crying the whole time and then like passes out or whatever and the dad's also useless too though. yeah like um, everybody in the movie well the is dad is useless in Gremlins as well he's not even there yeah but in Gremlins the mom comes home and discovers that the eggs have hatched or whatever and like pod people without hesitation she just starts massacring Gremlins like she doesn't even give them a second she's like I'm gonna put this one in the blender and this one in the microwave and I'm gonna use this knife and it's and like it's so brutal oh it's great though it's so great but it's yeah absolutely brutal but she's just like nope I can defend myself yeah I literally had a note about that. Yeah, it's just like, not even, not a second of hesitation, she just starts going straight into it. The little touch I like is the, the local celebrity radio host mm -hmm. also gets mauled on air. Yeah. And you hear it on the radio, which I thought was fantastic because it took me back to Pontypool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the... Yeah, the differences between these two movies is... The characters are both idiots, and all the characters are idiots in both movies. Yeah. But I just think, as putting the monsters against each other, like, the gremlins and the beginning are cuter. They've got a little bit more... Um, you get a little bit more understanding of what they are as the audience. Mm -hmm. Versus critters who can... Have, they're basically just glowing eyes... A giant mouth full of like shark teeth. Yep. And they can shoot paralyzing spines. Yes, yeah. But they're also amazing. just balls. So they were, um, the design was inspired by Taz the Tasmanian Devil. Okay. That's where they got yep. the idea of the design. I see from. that now. Um, but obviously there's a little bit of hedgehog or porcupine thrown in there and they've got those spines they could just shoot out and then they roll up and roll around, which is yeah. very hedgehog like. Sort of a hedgehog. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the original design was based on Taz, which was made in Deadpool. By the way, these movies came out two years apart. Um, Critters is based on, apparently, based on a dream that the writer had as a child that he wanted to make it to a movie. And part of the reason it, there's a whole two years between Gremlins and Critters coming out is um, they had to do a whole lot of rewrites to make it less similar to Gremlins. Hmm. Um, <laughs> because... Apparently there were more similarities. There are still quite a few similarities, yeah. I would say. Um, but what was funny about that was that in the end, then the studio marketed it as their answer to Gremlins. Hmm. So yeah, so New Line Cinema were like, "This is our answer to Gremlins," but the the guy who wrote it was like, "It was not even remotely inspired by Gremlins," and we tried to make it not like Gremlins. Yeah, the. Going to the ending of both these movies, yeah. um, the bounty hunters show up with the boy, they shoot a whole bunch of them with like really overpowered like blaster cannons, they're sort yeah. of like hip hip firing them the entire time. Yeah, and, and they seem them... to like blow up an entire room when they do it. Yeah. Which is pretty ineffective. 
like when you're in a house it's really dumb like everyone would have had tinnitus forever yes and then they and then some of the gremlins or some of the critters still escape and um the the kid goes after them on his bike oh because they kidnapped the girl they kidnapped the sister which was never explained why the why the critters needed the sister but like a snack maybe they kidnapped the sister and they bring her onto their ship and then the kid goes charlie yeah, but the kid gets into the ship and gets the girl... No, that's right. Him and Charlie smash into each other. Yes. Where they're both biking the opposite direction. Yeah, because Charlie is going to find the police to tell them that he's found these aliens, yeah. um, not knowing that all this stuff has happened. Um, so the kid and Charlie run into each other, and then the kid's like, no, come on. And then they go to the, the spaceship. So the kid tries to get his sister out, and then he's also trying to throw... Um, some dynamite or firework or whatever. It's a pipe bomb. It's a freaking oh. homemade explosive. It's a pipe bomb. That's um, literally a felony. Yeah. So, it's in Kansas. It's normal. Um, so, they um, throw... So, he put, throws the bomb in, but he doesn't get it lit. And then him and the sister get out. And then Charlie, who is the alcoholic the whole way through... Um, Just happens to make a Molotov he cocktail. He makes a Molotov cocktail and throws it into the spaceship. Yeah. And then when the spaceship is taken off, it explodes. It's so good. And then the bounty hunters are like, thanks for your help. Here's like a piece of space technology which falling into the right or wrong hands would accelerate human development probably by a couple of hundred years. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like so the kid can phone them. Yeah. So he can phone the aliens. Like, oh, a kid on a bicycle going through the forest making contact with aliens and phoning them. I wonder where they got that idea from. Can I point out one thing that we skipped over? What? Out bite the crates just laser their house and blow it up oh, as yeah, they're yeah. flying away. Oh, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, they, they're flying away and they just explode the hell house and then and then their ship explodes. Here's a point. So they go to a... Here's a point I just want to point out to you. They're attacking humans for food, I'm assuming. Who knows? I don't know. Yet they see a mangled cow, which goes into the whole alien's mutilating cattle yeah right at the beginning so the gremlin or the krites um mutilate the cow why don't they just eat livestock i don't know if they're eating anything because they don't eat steve they leave steve alive or not alive they leave steve dead but with his guts ripped out i think they're just killing for fun it's probably why they were in prison in space prison on the media why did they eat the why did they eat the firecracker i have no idea <laughs> it's not explained not often it's explained um Steve, by the way, is never mentioned again. The so the 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 technology they give the boy um, that's um, supposed destroys the house. Yeah, so it's supposed to be a phone thing, but it makes noise, and when he presses the button, their house just like rebuilds itself. It's a really cool effect because yeah. I don't know how they pulled the house down because obviously it's just in reverse. Like they yeah, they've the obviously footage. just dropped it all down and then reversed the footage. It's really yeah. cool. But it's really well shot. Um, but uh, yeah, so then they're all happy because they've fixed. The house and everything's back to normal and none of them mentioned the fact that there's a dead teenager in their barn this whole time and the other people that died and around and the fact that the dad got mauled like it doesn't like you yeah. need to go to the hospital like yeah they could be carrying yeah space diseases yeah who yeah it's it's baffling um but yeah i do think i was just like poor billy zane poor steve they just never mentioned him yeah again. versus the end of uh gremlins gremlins Keep, the fact that I wrote Gritters down is throwing me off. Yeah. Uh, the yeah they kill all the minions, all Spike's children. Spike, 
Stripe. Stripe. I kept calling him Spike as well. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, Stripe's Stripe. children in the movie theater. Stripes across the road getting candy. Is Spike? You... Spike is the villain in the second one, I think. Is that accurate? I don't know. I Spike think... to me just thinks of Angel and Buffy. Oh yeah. Um, and then they go to the hardware store where they have like a mono on mono versus Stripe versus Billy, where Stripe has the other hand, upper hand, and shoots him a bunch of times with a crossbow. Yeah, and then gets like a chainsaw. And is attacking him with a chainsaw. And Gizmo drives a remote controlled car yeah. around past. I'm thinking the dog's name is Elvis, but that's the wrong movie. I was going to say Mushroom, but Mushroom is the actual dog actor's name we just yeah. Bar- Barney? Is it Bar something? Well, it or B. Yeah, anyway, the yeah, Mushroom. Uh, yeah, Mushroom is the, the dog actress, actor's name. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, they trap him, open the, the vents. Gizmo opens the vents like the humans open are their blinds. blinds because it's now dawn. Yeah. And he has the most brutal melting sequence. Yeah, and like after he's like melted, the skeleton jumps out. And yeah. Like, I love that, that section. So they cool. are clearly supernatural because yeah. they, the amount of punishment they take. Yeah. Like Gizmo gets the crap beaten out of him at certain points. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like perfectly fine. Yeah, and Gizmo's a good guy. Yeah, and yeah, and then the Asian man turns up and is right about white people because mm-hmm. he just throws some Eastern facts at them and yeah. they're all just like, oh, we didn't take responsibility for this thing we stole. Oops. Yeah, he says that he has like a whole speech about um, basically they're people capitalism humans white people yeah. being irresponsible with nature's gifts yeah even um, though they're clearly demons yeah Blue. no but he said like you treated them the same way you would treat all nature's yeah, gifts yeah 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 which is just what can I get out of it yeah which is accurate consequences yeah cause they're just like oh cause that's the other thing instead of taking one of the ones that they birthed he takes a new one there and then replicates the same thing again with the, the scientist yeah Instead of just being like, here, look after this for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. He's really... He literally tortures them. Yeah. So it's no wonder they want to get back at him. So yes, both the movies have E.T. references in them. Yep. Both of them have E.T. references. Both of them have Back to the Future references. Both of them have War of the World references. And uh, Critters has a Ghostbusters reference. Yes, Critters does have... Yeah, a lot of pop culture references in in Critters. So, So E.T. references first, I guess. Um, Connection-wise, um, Critters, the mom and Critters is the mom and E.T. Yeah. And um, E.T. and Gremlins are both produced by Steven Spielberg. So True. they've got that going for them. Um, in both cases, there's an E.T. doll that is faced with one of the things. So um, one of the Critters like walks up to an E.T. doll and is like... Yeah. Um, and then in the other one, Stripe hides behind an E.T. doll. Yeah. Um, the thermometer scene obviously is a direct reference to E.T. And uh, in Gremlins, one of the film titles on the marquee of the cinema is A Boy's Life, which was the working title for E.T. Hmm. So there's a lot of E.T. references. Um, Back to the Future Connections, the mom in Gremlins is Lorraine's mom in Back to the Future. Oh. Stella Baines, whatever. Um, and also the set is the Hill Valley set. Yeah. So it's the same. It's literally the same set in the Universal back back loft, back loft. Yeah. 
Um, and then in um, Critters, they've got Billy Zane. That was my... I think there might have been more characters, but I think that was the, the, the big one for me, was that Billy Zane is in Back to the Future and in thing. Um, War of the Worlds, the Critters, the town is named after the landing site in the radio broadcast of War of the Worlds. Interesting. Um, because obviously it's, you know, that idea of an alien landing yeah. site and whatever. And in, uh, I noticed the, I noticed, a, I literally noticed the War of the Worlds reference in Gremlins, but it wasn't mentioned anywhere in stuff that I researched, so I thought that was weird. Um, but literally there's, um, the radio host on the, you hear it on one point in the radio where he's like saying like someone is calling him about this and this and, he's, and then he says, um, People need oh, to stop is... calling in with this Orson Welles crap. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Which is obviously a reference to, you know, yeah. the original Orson Welles broadcast of War of the Worlds where people thought it was real. I love how people th still think that it was like actual people panicked. Yeah. It's such a late, it's one of those sort of things where it's gone to a point where things, misinformation is repeated so much becomes fact. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, they're. That's pretty much the end. But then it ends as a story. Yeah, in Gremlins? Yeah. yeah. Starts was... as a story, ends as a story. Yeah, so it's, a, it's narrated by the dad who wasn't who's there never, for Who's but... never home, yeah. Shitty parent. Yeah, but he literally was like away at a conference for almost the entirety of the thing. Um, so yeah, because he... he keeps calling on the phone. Yeah, it's such a, yeah. such a bizarre... So it's really weird that he's the one telling... It's like, of all the people to tell the story... He doesn't have any of the facts. He yeah. wasn't in the town, but he arrived right at the end. He would have come back and the whole entire town would have been destroyed. And yeah. like, how was that pillar got you? It's like, um... Yeah, and the dog jumps... So he has the dog in the car with him and the dog jumps out of the car and runs into the hardware place because yeah. it's right when they're about to defeat Strike. Yeah. Um, so the dog literally comes in at the last second. And there's no idea what's been going on. Um, it's a dark, dark movie. Yeah. So Box really office weird. wise, how much budget oh, yeah. and budget and uh, so critters budget two million dollars, box office thirteen million. It's not too bad. Uh Gremlins the budget was eleven million, so wow. significant more budget. You, uh, box office hundred and fifty three million. Honestly, in critters you can't tell that it was made for, for one fifth the yeah. budget of Almost one sixth the budget of Gremlins. Because yeah. there's nothing that stands out as just janky because it was all just done practical. Yeah. I guess the. the it stands up. I mean, it's uh, it's the difference between doing, you know, VFX versus practical effects yeah. is that it will stand up a bit better. VFX always age build badly. Like they will forever. Yeah. Like when we were watching Next the other night and you could clearly tell, like, the, I was like pointing it out to you, the logs yeah, that yeah, were like yeah. next to them were CG. Yeah, that's just... CG. Or else green screened in from a totally different lighting, but yeah, they look like really bad CG. Well, the underneath of them had the same lighting as the top of them. It was yeah. Just, they look terrible. Um, yeah, so VFX is going to age, like computer effects are going to age much, much worse than yeah, practical effects. You can even tell the Jurassic Park movies. Like yeah. the first one with the the raptors and the T-Rex, they look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we've mentioned this in another episode, or maybe one that hasn't been released yet, that The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is another yeah. example of that, of, yeah. of VFX versus practical effects. Um, on the note of the um, animatronics in uh, Jurassic Park, though, 
one of the notes I found about Gremlins was um, there's no CGI, uh, so all of the Gremlins were animatronics. Each Gremlin cost between thirty and forty thousand dollars. Wow! And that sequence where they're all in the bar, in the yeah. sequence or so in the is, movie theater. Yeah. So this is where the budget went. So yeah. each, each Gremlin was about forty thousand dollars worth of animatronics. So every day at the end of shooting, they would have security search everyone's cars to make sure no one had stolen a gremlin. Makes sense. Yeah, because they had so many of them on set, and they're forty grand each. That's nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they take some abuse too. Yeah, yeah. So they would have been really well built. There's definitely parts where there's puppetry. Um, I know the scene where the mother is killing a whole lot yeah. of gremlins. Uh, there's a lot of puppetry in that because that was one of the things. Um, apparently there's a goof in that, or like that I didn't notice from watching it, where you can see the puppeteer's head behind the microwave, and then in the next shot he's ducked down so you can't see him anymore. Hmm. But apparently there's like a split second where you can see the puppeteer's head. Um, but yeah, most most of the time they're animatronics and expensive animatronics. Very. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I said, a lot of my notes are about how brutal the film was to begin with. Um, Original script uh, had the gremlins killing the dog, and when the mother went up into the into his room to, when she like heard the noise or whatever, when the, the pods hatch. Yeah, the gremlins cut off her head and threw it down the stairs. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were never shot because Warner Brothers wanted the movie to be family oriented. <laughs> um, but can you imagine that? That would have been great. Um, the original script also contained a scene where gremlins attacked a McDonald's and they ate the customers instead of the burgers. Would have been fun. <laughs> that would have been just really bad because Warner Brothers would have been like, "Yeah, you gotta take that McDonald's stuff out because they might be like." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go into McDonald's and eat the. Because there was a big, there was a big time. Like, if you were a movie, if you were the summer movie, yeah. you got like Happy Meal toys. Mm. I know people that are out there, well, I don't personally know them, I know of people that are out there that have collected those yeah. things like it's a religion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a fun note as well, along the lines of the um, animatronic stuff. Uh, the gizmo puppets, so they had puppets for gizmo, and because they were smaller, um, the animatronics broke down more often. That yeah, makes sense. Um, so the crew were so frustrated by them that they added in that scene where the gremlins hang gizmo on the wall and throw darts at them so that the crew because the crew had a list called horrible things to do to gizmo because <laughs> they were so annoyed by the puppets so they decided to put one in the movie and that was one of them was throw you know get the gremlins to throw darts at him hmm. so it was to satisfy the crew that they added that scene in which i thought was fun um ratings wise ratings wise yeah what was what critically uh, I'm assuming it's 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 credits, right? Am I right? Is it credits is a better movie? <laughs> well, they're not too far apart. So it's, I didn't think they would be. Yeah, so IMDb ratings is what we've been basing on largely, and um, Critters got six point one on IMDb, and Gremlins has seven point three. Uh, I can have a look at other ratings. So Rotten Tomatoes, the critics give Critters fifty, and their audience give it forty-five. So audience don't like very much, um, and. Gremlins, the critics give it 85 and the audience give it 78. Hmm. So it's got higher, much, Gremlins not much higher ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, but on IMDb they're relatively close. Yeah, closer than I thought they'd be. Yeah, they're not too bad. 
Um, did I have any other notes? I didn't have any. No, not really. I think I've already gone through all the, the notes that I had on on uh, Critters because it was just about, you know, the the guy having dreamed about it and the design being based on Taz, which yeah. was interesting to me. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was funny how much of the IMDb trivia for Gremlins is about how much more violent the original yeah that's a hard 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 thing to sell in that era yeah especially because pg-13 like i said did not exist yeah um so it was gremlins and whichever i can't remember which indiana jones movie came out in 84 but whichever indiana jones movie came out the same summer as it both of them pushed that boundary and the studios argued that there should be a rating higher than 13 yeah Yeah. higher than pg so they they brought in the pg-13 rating it's interesting because it's kind of a downfall these days. Want to be... Just the fact that studios feel that PG-13 is such a safe bet that they just make all their movies PG-13. Yeah. And then you get enough. like one R-rated one in a saga of stories. I did think, because obviously PG-13, because it came out because of Gremlins, when yeah. Critters came out... That rating already existed. Yeah. And I remember thinking when we watched Critters, I've probably written it down, but um, isn't the, the the rule that I hear a lot, I don't know if it's a real rule, but I hear people say it a lot, is that if you have a PG-13 rating, you're allowed to say fuck once in your movie. Yeah. And Critters did that, but they had it as the Critters in Critters just like make like these weird noises and then oh, they, they yeah. subtitle it. So they had one of them just going... And there's because of fuck underneath it, and yeah. I thought it was so funny. Because this one of them gets blasted at blue blank range with a shotgun, yeah. and the other one looks at his buddy who's just been like completely splattered all yeah, over the yeah, steps, yeah. and it's just like, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was so funny that they used they used their one curse on a on a critter. That's it, great. Yeah. In 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 subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Yeah, so do you have anything more to add? Or no. Me? That's that's me. I'm done. Yeah. Put a fork in me. All right. Well. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us and for giving us your time. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time.